University of KPSU Portland, in association with the Department of History at Portland State University, this is Beyond Footnotes. Join us as we explore public, local, and world history through discussions with professors, authors, fellow students, and alumni, as well as local historians. So today we're going to take a break from interviewing other people to interview each other. Um, this is a chance for the listeners to get to know us beyond simply voices on a podcast and to give you some idea of why we're passionate about history and the whole Beyond Footnotes pro- project as mm-hmm. a whole. So do you want to just start with who are you and yeah. how did you get to PSU? <laughs> yeah, so I'm Lily. Um, I transferred in in winter 2015. No. 2016. I know. Yeah, it was 2016. Um, and yeah. And so this is beginning of my thir- second full year and like at PSU. Um, but I've technically will be like a year, I'll be there a year and a half. Um, and I transferred in from Clark College, where I'd mostly actually done English stuff. Even though I did all my history prereqs, I'd really been involved with the English department there, um, and their lit magazine and everything. So um, I transferred into the history department, and I chose PSU because it had a really large variety of history courses, and also it's in the city, so internships are more possible than a college town. Um, and then I focus mostly in public history and Native American history, and I'm also the president of Phi Alpha Theta, which is the uh, history society on campus. So awesome. how about you, Maddie? So I'm originally from Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, when I graduated high school, I moved to Baltimore, and I went to a school there for a while, and I worked um, at a local community community radio station on a show that interviewed men transitioning out of homelessness. So I have some background in radio. Okay, cool. Um, and I was doing sociology and social work when I was there. And then the school just wasn't the right fit, so I transferred back to Portland State. Mm-hmm. And it's been great so far. I came back, and I was kind of thinking, well, maybe you know I'll go to Portland State because I already have some credit from high school. So maybe I'll then transfer to Lewis and Clark or Reed or somewhere smaller. And then I got here and I realized that the the size of Portland State, as I, it, I was nervous about it at first, but I got mm-hmm. here and I realized like the opportunities here as far as a history student and just the size of the department just fit really, really well. So I obviously have not transferred because I'm sitting here with you now. Yeah, it worked um, out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I study history and English. And basically, I'm, I'm part of Beyond Footnotes and part of, I mean, aside from my love of history, I really am a big believer in the interdisciplinary. And I think this is a really great project that explores all the different ways that history and the humanities sort of manifest in an interdisciplinary way and how mm-hmm. in practice it's a really interdisciplinary field. Yeah, it is. Like it really needs connections with people in other departments to function well, yeah. I think. Um, I guess the next question we had is, what are f- is our focus in history? So, uh, Maddie, what's your like focus area yeah. or areas? So I mostly do environmental history, mm-hmm. specifically of the late 19th and early 20th century. Mm-hmm. So the period of transition from the Victorian to the Progressive Era, I'm really interested in. That's also the time where, um, you know, larger state and national parks become a thing and I'm interested in how um, natural spaces or what people at that time would consider natural spaces became heavily developed and became heavily influenced by human design Mm -hmm. Um, so my thesis is on forest parks specifically which is obviously a much smaller 
park compared to a national or state park. But I'm really interested in the ways human development and the natural world coincide to create really celebrated spaces and some of the ironies that are involved in that. Sounds really interesting. I know in my thesis, I look a little bit at national parks. Mm -hmm. I'd love to read that someday. Yeah. Well, it'll be done as of midnight tonight, so I'll send it to you. (laughs) And what about you? What is your field? Uh, Yeah, so my focus is like public history, Native American history. Um, My thesis talked about the Native American mounds and the misconceptions of them by uh, Euro-Americans, which were wildly inaccurate Probably. misconceptions. Quite yeah. a few misconceptions. Yeah. And um, it does touch a bit on public history since there has been this fight to keep mounds as you know, preserved sites instead of plowing them over and things like that. Um, but I've done a lot of Native American history. Um, I do you know the mounds, which are not all in the Pacific Northwest, but I also do Pacific Northwest history and Pacific Northwest Native American history. Um, I'm an intern at a place called Confluence Project, which works a lot with the story of Sly Little Falls and how it was um, destroyed by the Dalles Dam. So, and then also just public history is something I do. Like Beyond Footnotes, I think, is a way of doing public history. And then I have two public history internships, and it's just um, something I'm really interested in how history is presented to the public because how we present it, I think, really influences if people take in history or understand Absolutely. it. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, you talked a little bit about it, but outside mm-hmm. of classes, tell us a little bit about some of the work that you do. Yeah, so I'm an intern at um, two places. Um, one is Confluence Project, which is a nonprofit that connects people to place through art and education. And I got involved about, wow, a year and a half ago now through an oral history class here because they're doing uh, oral histories as uh, one of the many things they do. Um, and... Now my internship has kind of evolved to do a little bit of everything. and They, they, they tend to do that. I yeah, think, yeah, which is nice. And get to learn, like, kind of nonprofit stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other internship, which is more recent, is with the Friends of Fort Vancouver. Um, we actually just interviewed my supervisor there, uh, Mary Rose. And we are working on um, a podcast called uh, Voices of Forgotten Women of Clark County, which is uh, Clark County, Washington, is where the Fort Vancouver is located, and it's a podcast on historical women, and we take like um, letters, diaries, uh, interviews they've given, and transfer that to podcast format by having someone do the voices of them, and oh, then we provide awesome. context. So yeah, it'll be um, up online sometime in December, the first uh, episodes. Yeah, yeah well, so we'll have to be sure to like plug that. Yes, in a couple yeah. Weeks. yeah, podcast plugging and podcast. Yes. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's what, and then I'm also the president of Phi Alpha Theta, which is, we put on events and stuff even, uh, for history students, and we're having a field trip on December 9th, it's at 11.30 at Fort Vancouver, it's basically a free entrance to the fort, and it's Christmas at the Fort Vancouver that day, so it'll be lively. Oh, so. I didn't know it was the Christmas one. Yeah. Oh, so I'm definitely going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of reenactors in the 1840s dressed up, and they'll be like, wreath making and stuff like that oh, so the dream yeah. it'll be great it'll be great <laughs> so come yeah um and then how about you i know you work with the archives which is you know a great thing for a history student to be doing yeah so i work for the archives mm. that's attached to capital projects and construction and facilities and property management okay. at portland state um so basically me and my boss manage all of the historic and contemporary archive, or not archive, architectural and construction records. Okay, so cool. 
older stuff, like the acquisition of all of the buildings we acquired through eminent domain when campus mm-hmm. was being developed in the 50s, all the way up to the records about the um, the new business school that just mm-hmm. opened a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it's a really interesting mix of historical document management, like some very old papers from, you know, when Lincoln Hall was built in the oh, 1910s, and then more modern stuff. So mm-hmm. it's been a good lesson in both historic preservation and conservation and also uh, like contemporary document management and some corporate document management which can be it's kind yeah. it's boring but it's a very employable skill yeah exactly. so if, I mean um, if listeners are thinking about jobs and you're like well that might not be totally a history thing it's like you can take those skills and use them elsewhere and you learn a lot about concrete, which I never thought I would know anything <laughs> about concrete. Always good to like bring out dinner parties. Like here's exactly. a fact about concrete. Here's a concrete fact. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good, especially in undergrad, to have an archives job because there's so much training that you know goes into that later yeah. to already have that. It's yeah, really and good. Learning software, it's, mm-hmm. it's stuff that you really, I mean, you could do it, I guess, but you really can't do it without an internship. So seek yeah. those internships. People, yeah, it's so important. People and like, watch you. They want to work you to work with them. They do, and they will pay you. Like I feel like a lot of people, mm-hmm. like I used to think, oh, an internship. Like, how? Why would I have time for an internship that doesn't pay me? Because yeah. unless it's the summer or something. Because I mean, I need money. You gotta eat. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like both my internships pay me fifteen dollars an hour, which is yeah. better than any of the minimum wage jobs I've had. So yeah, uh, history places want to employ students. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they always have the funding to do, it's a yeah. little questionable, but they, they try. want to. They yeah. try. And sometimes it might start up unpaid, and then they'll pay you later, yeah. and stuff like that, which yeah. happened to me. So other than, like, history stuff, mm-hmm. what, what do you do? What do you do outside of? Oh, do I do anything? What do you do for fun? <laughs> um, let's see. Um, what do I do? Most of my activities, like everything I do, is a job or is <laughs> me too. Is this is history? <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so sad. And like all majority of my friends are history majors, so we're like, hey, let's hang out and talk about history. Yeah. Um. So, but I like I like English a lot, mm-hmm. and I like to take those classes sometimes, or just read a lot. Um. I do creative writing sometimes. Um, What's your favorite genre in literature? Oh, I love... Speaking of interdisciplinary. Yes, um, I love historical fiction, obviously, but also really like um, science fiction and adventure. Yeah. And like when I watch TV shows, which is like, I guess, a hobby, (laughs) um, I really like science fiction, which is kind of funny, I think, because I study history and then I'm like, oh, let me go think about the future. Completely different, but... Yeah, yeah. it's connected, though. Yeah, it's connected, though. Science fiction seems to always be rooted in some historical... I don't know, something. Yeah, especially like Star Trek, which is my thing. Uh, I love it. Uh, it's, but they always have like these, like I'm watching Deep Space Nine right now, and they have these different, you know, references. You're like, oh, that's an historical reference. Yeah, it's like, yeah. they're always rooted in some social issue or yeah, something. So. Good science fiction, anyway. Yeah, good science fiction. Yeah. So I do that, and then um, occasionally I like to get like coffee and just relax and yeah. go on walks and go see the gorge. How yeah. about you? A lot of the same. Mm-hmm. I've found with work and school, like coffee and a good book, I'm starting to really appreciate that. Me too. Mm-hmm. I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, cool. Just to add to the coolness factor mm-hmm. here. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> cool, guys. Um, yeah, a lot of history stuff. I found, yeah. like, starting to appreciate, like, going to historical sites. Yeah. Just like the nerd I, I am and just letting myself nerd out. But Yeah, yeah. Now, like, yeah now we can, like, now 
when you're younger, you're like, oh, why is any people ask, like, why are you so interested in going to a museum? You're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Now we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah to museums, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's fun to have other history nerd friends, too. It is. Be like, let's go to this historical thing. Let's go to a, yes. a Christmas reenactment at a fort. <laughs> like, it'll be great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you should all, all should come to that. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be good. Great. We'll be there. We so. will. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's free, so. Yeah. Uh, what else cool. do we have? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. I was just, I always like to ask people, this is my like icebreaker mm-hmm. question. <laughs> if you had a time machine, what would be like a, a couple oh must, must see or must stop places on your itinerary? That would be so hard to choose. That's but why I say itinerary. Yeah. You don't have to pick one. Okay. So I, even though I don't study it, I always like the Edwardian age. I guess I like oh, the yeah. fashion. Yeah. That's, yeah. And it's like it's a, it's a time when everything's changing. So like we, you do that with your environmental history, kind of. Yeah. So I would love to like stop by there. Um, I think I also kind of like it because of Samantha the American Girl doll. So <laughs> I mean, I love it. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd love to stop somewhere in the Edwardian age. I don't know particularly where. Um, probably somewhere in the East Coast because it seems to be where the most was going on. I mean, we had a lot over here too, but um, a lot of like progressive changes were happening over the East Coast. Um, and I would uh, like to stop in the Regency era and meet Jane Austen, which I feel mm-hmm. is like a really cliche thing, but I would definitely want to do that. Um, I'd also like to see a lot of these countries, like not just America, but other countries before colonialism got to them. Yeah, yeah to see yeah. how it was. But um, And yeah, there's certain people I would really want to stop and meet, especially authors. So, yeah. Yeah. How about you? I was going to say, I want to bring a casserole to Emily Dickinson. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like in she her, needs one. Up in yeah. her room, just like, hey, we're going to, we all love you. Just yeah. keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, you're doing great, yeah. Emily. <laughs> doing great up in your room by yourself, honey. It's okay. Um, yeah, like the Edwardian here. I would go to the Chicago World's Fair. Yes, that's the World's Fair. Yeah. Yeah, oh I want to see all the technology when it was new mm-hmm. and just the architecture from that era. It's just, it's just, an interest it's like you said such a rapidly changing time mm-hmm. and then also the pre-colonial i want to go to the yeah. mali empire that would with, be amazing yeah. um like oscar you know sinjata's right. emperor and just i don't know that that whole history is so lost to mm-hmm. most i mean most students and american students definitely yeah it's frustrating kind of all these like pre-colonial like they exist more in the anthropology era but so remote that i want to see that translate to history more yeah i agree yeah i would probably also stop by the star trek studio in the 1960s because just you know yeah Mm -hmm. i want want to go to their costume department oh my gosh yeah get them the wigs yeah one of the like (laughs) like those bright pink dresses or something just totally ridiculous (laughs) yeah be great <laughs> yeah maybe hang out with diego rivera yeah Frida Kahlo. there's so many things there's so many it's a hard question for a history major it is i guess have like a whole like, like can thing. i just go to all of it like, yeah all four and a half billion years just stop you know get get like like fi- 30 seconds and stop everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. no it take up no time and yeah yeah the dream let's see right. so we don't have any other questions i don't think is there anything no. else seems vital or I don't think so. Yeah. Do you have any? Don't think so. Okay. No, but yeah, we're, um, but yeah, this is kind of who we are. And if any potential yeah. uh, interviewees are listening, even though we are very nerdy and 
got distracted a bit. We're very professional. We are. We'd love we to interview. We're professional. Yeah. We also have a co- another co-host. Yes. Named Evan. Evan mm-hmm. Renfro Smiley, who is currently at an exhibit opening yeah. at OMSI. So, so check she out wasn't OMSI. able to be here, yeah. but for a very good reason, and go to OMSI and check yeah. it out. And so. Yeah. So she does a lot of work in that, so you should yeah. really go. And it's really cool to see, like, history people getting involved in OMSI and telling that side of the science, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Yeah. Interdisciplinary. Yes. <laughs> I love it. The name of the, the word of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Beyond Footnotes is produced by the students of the PSU Department of History and is recorded in the studio of KPSU. You can find information about this episode on our show at KPSU slash Beyond Footnotes and on SoundCloud. We're always interested to know what you think guys think about the show. Please feel free to contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or email us at beyondfootnotes at gmail.com with any questions. If you want to check out previous episodes, go to kpsu.org slash beyondfootnotes or SoundCloud. And please share and rate on Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes. And thank you for listening. Thank you.